0: Hello, Hunter. Hello, Cody. How you doing, friend? I'm doing okay. Been a little bit better. Not feeling super great because of the weather, but I'll tell you what, I mean I guess it could be worse.
1: That's a fact, man. You uh you still having all the allergies and whatnot?
0: Heck yeah, I got some got some coughs, which is great in the time of COVID, when you when you cough out in public and everybody wants to spray you with Lysol or tackle you.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I've uh I've been this week. At the beginning of the week, I had one day where I was sneezing like something stupid. So I started back on my uh, my month-long allergy regimen that I do for one month of the year. And I've, I've been better this week, but yeah, I've had that tickle in the back of my throat. And every time I cough, I try to just keep my mouth closed so nobody looks at me. Right. <laughs> it's pretty nice where I'm at, though, because it was one of those places where most people... Really didn't want to uh, wear a mask anyway, so people really don't care too much. But you got some people that are still, you know, you cough or sneeze, even though it's literally in the middle of allergy time and they're over here looking at you like, you know, you've brought in the bubonic plague upon them.
0: Yeah, that's the worst part about... uh... Other than the death, but the worst part about COVID is, uh, the fact that like people aren't allowed to have allergies or the flu or anything anymore.
1: It's just like,
0: it's just like, you're not allowed.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's funny because literally we're doing the same stuff now that we did for ever, you know, everybody has allergies and everybody coughs and whatnot and this and that, but yeah, you do it now, then you're getting those, uh, you're getting those death stares. Heck yeah. Uh, it's rough. I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, that most, <laughs> most people realize that that's what it is. Like when, when I had my shot and I was run down, you know, if I'd went out then I probably would have, would have just looked sick, but you right. know, I'm going in there bright eyed and bushy tailed and I hope people can realize like, oh, well maybe, maybe he's okay. <laughs> he He just had to cough. For he'll second. be all
0: right, he's not a zombie,
1: yeah, I read though on Twitter that um most everything is uh is open back up in like Nashville and whatnot
0: yeah i've uh I kind of got that vibe. I'm pretty sure that the governor for Tennessee dropped the mask requirements. I think that uh I think that if you're in like your small groups like with your family and stuff that you can be without one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they say outside, like if you're outside, you don't have to have one on, but if you're in like inside in
1: like a Walmart, they say it's probably still a good idea to ha- have one on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that one post that was, uh, that was saying that you can now, uh, go outside without a mask on. <laughs> and then someone commented with a meme. It's like, wait, you all were wearing masks outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: I'll tell you what, I'll be glad when all this mask stuff is over. I'm I'm willing to do my part and be helpful for other people, but I'm over it and I'm I'm ready to to not have to wear masks anymore.
1: So I saw there in uh in Nashville, I might just mention it, I don't know, but they were uh they were completely from tweets I saw it says that Nashville was basically opening back up completely now. So I'd say with a major city like that, that's you know dropping I don't know if they've completely dropped their mandate, but I think that in, indoor dining and everything like that is uh is back available for everybody to use and and well, that'll the, be nice. Yeah, no more restrictions on like people and whatnot. We tried to go out uh
0: last night. We wanted they've just built a Texas roadhouse here and it's been slammed. And the wait at like at like five thirty, the wait was two hours. Woo. And so we were like, no so I was like, "Well, we can go to Longhorn because uh, that's close." And the wait at Longhorn they they weren't busy at all, but the wait at Longhorn was like an hour. And I was like, "No." Uh-huh. And so then we ended up going to Olive Garden, and the wait was only like thirty minutes, and we had a great time. Boy, I haven't eaten at Olive Garden in a long time, but the food oh, yeah. was awesome, and our waitress was great. Um. Anyway, but uh, but yeah, I told I told Bree, I was like, once once all this is over and the restaurants quit these, uh, like limitations on seating, we're not going to know what to do with ourselves because we've gotten so used to these super long waits. Yeah, you,
1: you'll be, you be like, yeah, it's going to be a 20 minute wait. Okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, really? I was going to go run several errands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you call um, when you plan on eating at six, you call it like four o'clock to get a seat. They're like, okay, come on in in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, that's how I'm hoping it's going to be that just things things open back up. And, you know, obviously we want people to be safe. We want people to be healthy and whatnot, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm, I'm ready for, for life to get back to normal. And I'm, yeah. I am I told Caroline that, you know, a couple years ago that song uh, hot girl summer came out. I said this year it's hot boy summer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I told her when we go back to Disney that I'm uh I'm taking crop tops back. I'm going to wear one every day. Heck yeah, my man. That's how we, I do. Uh, we we
0: we got our magic bands. I'm not sure if I mentioned that on here or not. We got our magic bands in the mail already. Uh, we bought we got ourselves the wedding ones and they're wow. like per, they're personalized. Um That's cool. But uh but yeah, we got our bands in and we we've started trying to to plan but because ours is in October Nothing mm-hmm. is like no schedules are available. I can't even make a reservation to do the lightsaber, uh, thing yet because we're planning so far in advance. So we're like ready to, to put everything on the books, but it won't let us. So,
1: yes, we're going in, uh, in July and they told us that we are not able to make reservations until sometime, I believe it's this week, the first week of May. So that sounds right. Yeah. So you'll probably have to start looking in in like July for yeah. that's probably when yours will be available.
0: By the way, I noticed they raised the price. I'm going to build another lightsaber when I'm there. We're going to do them together. I'm going to build one and she's going to build one. I've already got one. I didn't do it at Disney. Some of my friends went and I paid them and they built me a saber sure. at Disney land. Or maybe it was Disney World. Anyway, I have a I have a Savvy's lightsaber that I did not build, but I have it. Um But uh they built it to my spec, which is pretty cool. But when we go back, I'm gonna build one and they've raised the price, twenty bucks. But the kicker is now you can buy extra pieces if you want to for like mm. twenty bucks a piece. So um I don't know. I, I may I may spend some money on that. I've I've limited like I don't want a bunch of souvenirs. I just kind of want a lightsaber
1: and that's about it. <laughs> you don't want a $35 shirt? No. <laughs> <laughs> um I've got plenty of shirts. I'm with you there. You know, one cool thing could be though, are are they battery powered or do you charge them up? They're battery powered. They take 3 AAA batteries. Well, something cool that you might do, um that'd be r- just get you some of those rechargeable batteries or something, or I'm sure you could probably get a, uh, get one of those little adapter kits or whatever that have the ones that like a battery pack that plug in something like that, but put them on your wall there. Mount. them, kind of making an X or like coming to a, the points coming together. Did that be a cool back lot?
0: No, it would be. Yeah. I got it. Um, I 3d printed the stand. Somebody made the files. Uh, available on the internet, the stand that you like build it in, in Disney. Uh So I 3D printed that and I've got it in like a acrylic case now. So it looks like I've just ripped the fixture off of the Disney (laughs) uh, experience and now I've
1: just got one. It's kind of (laughs) cool. You know, it's so funny to me. Looking back, it used to be that before every movie that you ever went to in like a theater, there was always that a commercial about pirating that came on and it was like you wouldn't download a car and yep. now literally there's people downloading parts and like making their own vehicles and <laughs> any, anything at all that you could ever imagine is available to you know to model out and print and whatnot. so it's just so funny to me that, that how much has changed you know just in the past you know 15 years where beforehand it was like you better not record this movie on your Nokia phone. And now we're literally anything that you see in the world, you can have it on your own. You just got to be able to model it. Yeah. It's kind (laughs) of (laughs) nice. It's wild. I'm in uh, some, some Reddit groups for 3d printing and those are always the, um, the jokes where it pulls up that old, old screen capture of you wouldn't download a car and then it'll have like a news article. Man and son are, are 3d printing their own Lamborghini. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> this is the society that we hoped for, but yeah, man, that'd be cool. You could, uh, you could do some really cool stuff with those, you know, especially if, if you do put them in a case like that and you got know, them on a table or on the ground or anything, you could, uh, you could probably pretty easily, rig it around to have a uh to have a wire or whatever run out of the back of it where you have just like a battery pack in it and uh that'd be a super cool you know desk lamp or or something like that you could you could put on
0: Yeah that uh that might work it'd be be pretty cool they'd be making noise all the time but i mean
1: Yeah. Bah. <laughs> noise schmoise. Yeah, there's probably tutorials online on how to uh hack into the software of the lightsaber and disable the the sound temporarily
0: (laughs) i need to figure out how to update the leds because excuse me oh boy oh boy i need to figure out how to change the the leds that are used inside the blade itself because uh i have all the kyber crystals that change the colors yeah. And the yellow one doesn't look very yellow because they're using RGB LED. Yeah. And as you know, depending on the quality, you know, that yellow could be anywhere from actually yellow to just green. And that's <laughs> <laughs> yep. so uh I really think that I'd like to find some nicer LEDs. And when I put the purple one in there, each diode is a little bit different of a mm-hmm. purple. So I'd like to find some nicer LEDs and open it up and let some of my friends help me uh install new leds in there but
1: uh who knows i mean i would imagine if you're willing to you know maybe the one you have now that's the base and if you're going to build one that's kind of souped up to to what you really want those guys that you work with you could probably take that thing to work and you'd you know in just a few weeks you'd have a super super cool uh custom <laughs> custom yeah. lightsaber from all the the mods and stuff you could they could have put on it
0: really the the thing is i just have to find a good strip of leds that'll fit and then we just have to cut it open and and desolder the strip that's in there and put a new strip on
1: just have to make sure that the controller is connected correctly is that all it is is it just a, a little tiny strip in there
0: yeah it's just a strip of leds really there it's not like a flexible strip there sure. it's like a chain it looks like railroad tracks basically but hmm. uh but, yeah, I think if you were to, if I was to like, 3D print a little plastic garter or something, sure. I could I could line them up in there.
1: I think that'd be neat. Uh, <laughs> I, if you soup it up, that'd be one of those things I'd throw on my back and just wear it out town all the time. <laughs> yeah,
0: just to, just to beat people up with it.
1: I mean, let's be honest here. Other than little kids that are like, oh, that's so cool, who's going to approach a guy that has a lightsaber on his back?
0: they're all going to think I'm crazy. Exactly. So that's a (laughs)
1: win-win. You'll be able to still have people stay away from you, even when you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Exactly. We got this all planned out, my friend. (laughs) Heck yeah. That's what I always told Caroline. I said, you know, I want everything to go back to normal. The only things I hope people still do is that um, people still wear a mask so they don't breathe on me and they stay away from me yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah dude that'd be uh that will be super cool when you uh when you get it all all set up you you got the if you got the space for it and whatnot you could do some really really cool back and whatnot i'm sure you probably got your uh got your setup from your last place all the lots and whatnot put up but that'd just be another cool addition to add to uh to the show whenever it's dark outside.
0: The funny part is I haven't put up any LEDs here, and I actually threw away all those LED strips that I had at, at the little apartment because they just they, they were 3M and they had the the sticky side, and it, it just wasn't worth keeping them. So I threw those away. I kept the controllers,
1: but yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ones you gave me, you know, a hundred years ago back in school, I uh, I did my best to find. Every way to keep those to to stay up, but where i if you ugh, I don't know if we ever talked about it, but I lived in a uh in a cabin while I was there at school, and it was literally like pioneer solid wood cabin like <laughs> I'm sure it was I mean, obviously it had to be treated and everything but there was you know no paint no anything in the cabin it was just the the wood uh that made the walls. And then there was a, uh, concrete like mixture in between them all just, you know, shearing everything up. But yeah, it, I tried every possible way to get those things to, uh, to stick and to find a good place to put them. But you know, you've got this natural wood that has these cracks and crevices and stuff in it, And obviously I didn't want to just put a bunch of tape on it cause that just looks tacky. Right. And then the next uh, only other spot to put them would be on the, uh, on the, Crete mixture that's in between them. And there's no way that it's sticking to anything like that. So I i had end up just I to, I tossed them. I tried for months to to find a good way to put those on, but there was what just you, you should have done
0: what, is you should have bought some of that metal track that you can put it in, and you could have
1: screwed the metal track into the wood. Yeah, and then put the LEDs in the metal track. I could have done that, but then whenever I took it all down, <laughs> my landlord would have had a bunch of holes to fill. So, oh nah, man, get wood filler. I guess that would have worked, but <laughs> yeah, I, I lived in my room anyway, and it was so bright in there. They had these can bulbs that were on the walls, and the room itself was pretty small, and it had a slanted roof on it, so the, as soon as you turn those bad boys on, and I, I swapped the bulbs out in those with LED, they had those uh, uh, fluorescent bulbs in there before, and I swapped those out, and man, it, it was so bright in there all the time. Most of the time I'd go in there and I just turned on my desk lamp and my, uh, the lamp I had on my nightstand. And that was, that was plenty of light for, for being in there. Heck yeah. Yeah. Eventually, um, eventually whenever Caroline and I get our own place, I'm planning to, uh, I'm, I'm looking for somewhere that'll have one so we can have an extra room. Cause I'm sure that my sister and her sister will want to stay with us some and we don't really have any we don't really have many friends here in town, so it'd just be them. So I'd like to have an extra room for people to stay in, but uh I wanna have my own little space where I can put the computer and my my game systems and whatnot and I'm gonna I'm gonna deck that thing out. I'm gonna get some of those bulbs and I'm I'm never even gonna use the, the built in lights in the place. Just oh, as soon as I walk you. in there. I'll <laughs> I'll find some kind of little master switch so I can just turn it on and it looks like a rainbow in the room. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never been a huge fan of the, like in my computer, the led and whatnot. I've just got a, just a black metal case for it, but, uh, I'm definitely gonna, gonna spend a little, a little green on that to get it all lit up. But yeah,
0: I, I like using led lighting and bouncing the lights off of surfaces. I really yep. like, um, <clears throat> I actually have an idea and I was going to buy it cause they sell it on Wayfair, but I'd rather not support a place that, uh, got caught trafficking kids anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had an idea before I even knew these places sold it. And I guess uh, somebody else had come up with it and made their money before I could, but I was going to make, you know, like how there's in the, in the ceilings, most places have crown molding. Yep. I was, I had a design for crown molding that had led lights hidden in it. And- um, so like the, the crown molding wasn't quite up next to the ceiling, but close enough. And uh, the in that little gap, you would see the LED lights glowing. That would be cool. So,
1: you know, even if people have an idea, man, all you got to do is change the way it's attached, and you can you can get your own little slice of the pie that way. That'd be cool. Yeah, man, I'm a. But a lot of places don't use crown molding now. It's not really the style. Yeah, I'm sure though you could find something that you could, even if it's not like a you know that that design you could probably find or even just design something that's very just sleek that you could put up at the top to where the lights would shine down through it uh, you could have you could probably kind of recess the lights into it a little bit so if you weren't looking like from the bottom you wouldn't even know they were there yeah. or even or even kind of angle them back towards the wall so it would shine out like that instead of sh- like straight down and that's kind of what I was like, thinking yeah just have something you attach that way that'd be cool man That'd also be really cool if you you had something like that, that you could, uh, I mean, obviously it'd be useful, I think too, to kind of put on the back of a desk. Yeah. So you could, uh, you could have it kind of hitting behind your, your monitors or, you know, if you have them like wall mounted or whatever, where it bounces off that way, that'd be neat. That's something I would buy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I used to have LEDs underneath my desk. Yeah. Where there was a little area where my feet go would, would glow. But yeah. I, I got rid of those.
1: I've gotten back into watching uh, Linus Tech Tips a lot on on YouTube, and I see all the cool stuff they do, and I'm like, that would be so fun. And then I look at like how much money they spend on all this stuff, and realize yeah, yeah. that I'm <laughs> I'm not a YouTuber with 13 million subscribers or whatever he has. So. Yeah. yeah,
0: I didn't I didn't want to put up any LEDs here because I didn't know how long we'd stay. Sure, and I, I don't think we're gonna stay here very long. I think we're probably gonna try to look for a house as soon as we can, just sure apartment life is we're spending a lot and and we don't have a whole lot of privacy as we'll get to later um but uh but but uh, I didn't want to install anything and us only be here for like a year um and <clears throat> have to take it all back down with that old apartment I knew I was going to stay there for a long time so yeah. I, I felt comfortable putting the LEDs up and kind of making it my own i think i had the coolest unit i mean uh, you remember where you could drive by and see all the windows in that old apartment complex. Mine yep. always looked super cool because I had the LED lights going. I didn't see anybody else
1: uh, do anything remotely similar. And, you know, you really maximize what you do with the space because as we've talked about before, it was literally like from the door and there was like a partition wall. You could be to the back of the apartment in what, 10 steps? <laughs> Probably that. less than that, yeah, less than so, that. So you really maximize the space having all those lots and everything in there, and because of the what, the way the partition was, it kind of bounced off everything, and it looked pretty sweet, man. I
0: really enjoyed it. So just to give the viewers at home, like, a, or the the listeners at home, uh, a glimpse into what this apartment was like, it was a studio technically, but there was a, a partition wall right down the center, um, running like perpendicular to the wall with the door. So uh, you'd walk in and that wall didn't go all the way to the ceiling. There was like a foot gap between that wall and the ceiling. Um, So you'd walk in the front door and there'd be what was the living room area. And then at the back wall, like if you're standing in the doorway, that back wall was the kitchen. And so there was, um, you know, a sink and a fridge and a microwave. And uh, on on top of the cabinets, uh, they were in line with that that wall and that partition. So I ran an L shaped led strip from the corner where the cabinets started all the way to the, to the point where the partition wall started and then all the way along that partition to the door. So that whole like area was, was led lights and it was super cool. And I changed the colors based on the seasons uh, and then once you went through the partition, there was a little like vanity sink and then the bedroom. And then there was a door that you could go into to the, the toilet and the shower. So it was small, but I you, I, I appreciate you saying that I optimized it because I really tried to make it make it look neat. And uh, having the lights and stuff like that definitely made it feel more open, I think.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, and there were times when, shoot, there's probably what, five or six of us in there. Yeah. And between, you know, you being in the, the desk chair and you had a few fold out chairs and <laughs> that that big what was it, Big Joe or something? Yeah, that, <laughs> the Big
0: Joe bean bags that you got <laughs> at Walmart.
1: Yeah, those beanbag chairs and yeah. if you didn't want to use one of those, you could kinda of sit over in front of the uh in front of the fridge and cabinet area and you could just kinda of lay down on the floor and I mean I never once even with people in there felt like we were just cram-packed in there. So you had a you had it yeah. laid out really nice that way.
0: I really enjoyed it. I uh I took some cool pictures of it and then it was weird. I, we took pictures when we moved out because at that point Breed moved in. And so when we moved out, we took pictures of it empty and it was so weird to see it empty after all those years yeah. of being in there.
1: Oh yeah. I, I was uh I remember when I was packing up uh to move uh back home after after we graduated and whatnot and when I got everything out and loaded into the uh into the trailer I just walked back inside after a couple minutes and just looked at it before I left. And I was like, man, I, I spent so much time. I mean, I, obviously I didn't go and get the nicest things I had, you know, old couch that mom and dad let me have and everything inside and it already had a stove and whatnot in it, but I did my best to make it homey. And then, man, once it was, uh, once it was gone and everything was taken out of there, I was like, man, This is just completely empty now.
0: It's weird. It's so weird to see some place that you've, you know, you've lived in and, you know, you think about like you start out that way, you start out empty and then you put your stuff in it. Um, But then it's, it's, it is weird to, to empty stuff out, but um, hopefully we'll only have to do that uh, one more time for a while. Uh, once yeah. we find ourselves a house, we don't want anything crazy, but the market's some
1: nuts right now. Um, it's definitely a seller's market right now. That's for darn sure. I hate that. We yeah. don't want
0: anything fancy, man. We just want literally what we've got now plus some extra. That's just just like we only need three bedrooms. I think two and a half bath is plenty. I think uh, I'd like a two-car garage, and I'd like an external... Um, External like uh, workshop. I'd like that. But that's something you could build in the backyard, you know. Sure. Um, But that's that's literally all I need. I think if I could change anything, I'd make the size of the rooms just a little bit bigger. Nothing crazy. But I don't think we need much more than this.
1: Yeah. Me and Caroline, we you know, we're we're starting to save up for a house and whatnot. Just, you know, a starter house. Right now and everything, and then you know, in a few years, we're we're either, we'll either build or we'll be you know, really picky about something we buy. Oh, but I'd love to build. Yeah, I'm. I'm right now just kind of looking on like Zillow and things like that. That around we're still several several months away from that, but we, we'll spend every every few weeks. We'll just go on a drive. You know, like we, we went tonight and just. Look on, ha- look at houses that are on Zillow and things like that, and just go look around at them and be like, "Oh yeah, that'd be, that'd be super nice." Look at the outside, then just drive to the next one. <laughs> it's, yeah, we we go to these houses and it's like, "Ugh, this looks so nice on on the phone," and then you get to it and it's it like, is, "Yep, you're you're in the you're in the janky part of town," and I'm like, "Caroline, I wouldn't bring you here if this was the only option." <laughs> yeah.
0: We we've had that experience. We we saw pictures on Zillow and like I, I think my favorite one was there's this house. It was super nice. Oh I thought it was perfect. I mean it was older. It was brick. It had been painted, uh, but the inside had been had been treated really nice and they they updated it. But then like we drove by it and it was literally right next to a quarry. Like the fence oh, of the no. property line and then a quarry. And I was like, no, (laughs) absolutely not. Will we live next to a quarry? How loud would this be? How
1: dusty? Oh, my word. Oh, it'd be awful. Oh, we had a very similar situation. I found one that's in our hometown here, and it was the house was really old. It was from 1904, I believe, when it was built. Oh, my word but it was built with like stone block. So this is like the very, very old style. Like there's a few places in in town, like mainly around like the, the, well, it's not really a downtown, but like the old part of town where like the courthouse and stuff is. There's a lot of those old stone buildings that are there that have just been preserved. You know, they might've added on and used brick, but the original right. stone was there. And one of these houses was was. I'm guessing that when all these were built, there was like one place that had this kind of stone, and that's what the houses around used. And this is the only one that's anywhere around that looks like this. So it's old. Obviously, they refinished the inside, so it looked really nice inside of it, but the outside was just beautiful. You know, some people might not like that look, but... It was, it, it was just beautiful to me because somehow they rounded the stones and there were some like some round edges on the house. Yeah. And I was like, and man, they only wanted for the house, like for the size of it and the price they only wanted. It was something like $78 a square foot for the, oh, for my the living word. space. It, this is one of those that, I mean, we've not been working very long, but. I'm guessing that we probably could have gotten approved for a loan for this house. Like just for the price that it was. Okay. So we go and look at it and I couldn't find it at first. Like the address was just a little, or the GPS was a little off from it. And I was like, what in the world, where is it? And then I look up and I see it and I could see it from the road, but I couldn't find the driveway for it. Like we drove in front of it. Well, as soon as you get past it, it kind of goes to a dead end, which is fine. Except it literally looked like in that yard, the one next to it and the one right next to that one looked like a tornado had went through them. And there was just crap everywhere. And I was like, well, uh, that kind of tells you who your neighbors would be. Yeah. So I drove around the house and I was like, man, where is this driveway? Turns out it's one of those. I don't really know what you call it, but it's like there's one kind of main driveway and all these other little houses kind of branched like driveways branch off from it. Okay. Yeah. And I, I I don't know exactly what that's called, but I said, no way. There is no way that I want to share something like that. Cause the driveway just ended right at that house. And that's where you parked at. And I said, there is no way I want to be this close to this many people in the house. They did really, really well in the pictures of only getting this house And it was uh, (laughs) kudos to that agent because they did their best to really market this. It it ended up selling. But after seeing who all was around it and the houses and things like that, I said, there's no way that that this would be this would be good because, man, they had a lot of those little Rosser cars around it. So it would just be miserable with all the noise and things that would be going on. But, man, this house was so beautiful. But as soon as you get up to it and you see that, it's like. Uh, I see this is the the gym in a pile of turds right here. <laughs>
0: location, location, location.
1: That's what it is, man. And you got to kind of find that sweet spot because what we found, I mean, we've just been very casually just looking and it's more of just hoping and, you know, planning for the future and whatnot. But you either find a super nice house, one that's like in our price range, and I'll say super nice for a starter home. Uh, yeah. It's it's super nice for what we're looking for, but it's in a pile of just crap houses and things like that or the the location's just terrible or everything else. It's the stuff that's in the price range that you're like, oh, okay, there's no neighbors here. But you look at the house and it's just kind of run down. People didn't take care of it and things like that. And it's like, man, you got to just find that that right place, because otherwise it would just be (laughs) I, I know you wouldn't be there forever, but. Man, it'd be uh, be a long few years that you were <laughs> that you were there if you had to deal with all the all the stuff around it.
0: Yeah, I just imagine that if it bothered you on day one, it would bother you more as time went on. So you probably made the right choice.
1: And especially like the, the area this one was in, like I said, it, it just had a bunch of janky houses around it. And, you know, we want to get a place where it has like a nice backyard for, you know, so Luno can run around and things like right. that. And we could and, you know, if we could have family over, because that's been something that I've always wanted to do is, you know, on like holidays, I'd like to have family come over to my place. You know, just I like having fam- family together and whatnot. But you go to something like that and then, you know, you have family and you're all just hanging out outside. Who knows what would happen or what you'd see and yeah. what would happen if Luno, you know there was a hole in the fence and he got through it. No chance we'd ever see him again. Yeah. No chance. So yeah, you got to just find the right spot. That's uh, a, <laughs> that's what we found. We're, we're fortunate in, a, in where we're staying at with uh, Caroline's dad. I think if it were up to him, we'd stay here forever, but so we're not, <laughs> we're not in the situation where we have to move out, but yeah, we're definitely going to find the right place for us uh, after, yeah. after looking at all these
0: I don't blame you
1: it's it's tough <laughs> where we went today there was a, we went and looked at like four or five places <laughs> there was one Caroline was just putting in the addresses and I was driving to them and she's like, okay, so let's go to this one we pull into the subdivision and immediately it's one of those like the yards have the straps from from the being mowed and there's no no fields or anything with grown up and everybody's house is just pristine campers you know beside the house and i look at her and she goes yeah we couldn't afford this one but i just want to come look at it (laughs) (laughs) i said all right but yeah we're fair enough yeah fair enough and then we found one before we even got to the house she's like you can go ahead and turn around i wouldn't want to live here (laughs) (laughs) i said i wouldn't bring you here don't worry but yeah It's a, it's a, it's a task, man. You don't realize, you know, you think, oh, this is a nice place. And then you go look at it and then you quickly realize that what you said, location is everything. Yeah. I'd be willing to drive, you know, a little further to work to have a nice place to stay than have, have a place where I'd be scared for my wife to be at home by herself, you know? Right. But we'll get there eventually. It's, uh,
0: It'll happen.
1: I think <clears throat> what goes up must come down. The market will level back out for sure. Yeah, it's a it's definitely a seller's market right now, man. People are basically any whatever you want to ask for a house, if it's in good condition, you can probably tack on about twenty more percent and be able to sell it for that. Like nice yes. places, even here. Like I live in a small town, and the next biggest town to me is Knoxville, and that's at l- on a best case scenario, that's a 45 minute drive to get there. So, yeah. And the houses here, the nice ones, man, they'll be on Zillow. Like they'll go up on a Monday and then on like Friday, it'll say uh, sale pending. Like they're just selling like crazy. <laughs> that's nuts. It is, man. It's it's insane. So I can imagine like, I remember a few years ago uh, when I first started grad school, a buddy of mine, he, he graduated before I did. He got a job in Nashville and he was looking like outside of Nashville like let alone trying to find something in the city he was in the like towns over and yeah. he would literally find one wouldn't even go look at it he would contact his uh his agent to you know see if they could put in an offer on the house to go look at it and the the day they were going up they were already like having offers put in and he was looking like early early in the morning so
0: it's crazy. I couldn't
1: imagine trying to find a place like that. He ended up for a while, you know, a few months having to get an apartment until he could get a place. But I couldn't imagine trying to find a house in a in a big big city right now.
0: Yeah, it's. I'm not looking forward to when we start house hunting, but I know we'll be better off once we have a place. It's just you know, it's it's always it's a pain in the butt. It's almost like a full time job house hunting.
1: Yeah, I, I got a cousin who's a uh, he got. Certified or licensed to uh, to do real estate, so I'm really considering whenever we you know are serious about finding a place, just contacting him to see if you know he might could get us some some contact before like the things go on the market, just so we could have a, a better chance of of getting a place because right man, it nice places are just going so fast. Yeah,
0: it's insane.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for the people that are like I have to I have to find a place like right now. I've seen a lot of things on Facebook, people like, you know, I'm 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 desperate. We're moving here. You know, whatever the situation is. Do you have anything, you know, just even if it's just temporary that I could rent out? And I'm like, "Man, you're going to be paying way more than whatever the place you're staying in is worth." <laughs> yeah. But like you said, the market will come back down and that'll that'll be the <laughs> that'll be the time to buy but we'll get there eventually
0: yeah it'll it'll happen it just sucks right now that that's what that's what we need and the market's kind of crap yeah
1: well how's your uh how's your leg doing bud still still in pt that going good
0: yeah pt's going good we uh we started doing some more walking um any soreness that I have is muscular, so I don't mm-hmm. have any like joint soreness. I have some stiffness, right. sure, but nothing, nothing outside of muscle tenderness that I've got going on. So, really, nothing crazy updates, uh, updates wise. But, uh, but yeah, so slowly and surely getting that way. Um, I got about two more weeks until I can go back to the doctor, and then he'll clear me, and that's when the real torture starts, I guess. <laughs>
1: You uh you soaking in any kind of like Epsom salt or anything? Yeah, there? every
0: now and then. Most they've they've really told me to focus on ice. Sometimes I soak it in hot water with Epsom salt, but really they keep saying to elevate nice, elevate nice. So sure. that's what I'm doing mostly rather than heat.
1: I'd say probably the swelling and stuff is what they're really trying to get down from yeah. where you're starting to use it again. Right. Well, I'm glad it's uh it's going good for you there, man. Absolutely. Any any front on the Strawn on I have to
0: I have a clarification and an uh, and an update. Oh,
1: so well, the last time well.
0: I, I talked about the Marco Polo candies, the the bigger ones that had all the bumps on them and how um I ate one and didn't have any juice in the middle and you said, "Well, did you only eat one?" and I said, "Yeah." You said, "Well, that may have been a dud." Well, you were right. Um I've, of course i was. <laughs> you're right. I have been snacking on these and I really think these Marco Polo ones have taken the lead spot because they're bigger. They taste more like a strawberry and they have juice in the middle and it's, it's just really good. So these ones that I got from, uh, from Michigan, the Marco Polo brand have escalated to the top, uh, of my ranking, Hmm. um, I got a handful of strawberry candies from Bree's mom. One of the guys she works with used to be a truck driver and said he drove all over the U.S. looking for these candies and he found some. And that these – the ones he gave her to give us – because she told him the whole story. The ones he gave her to give us were his absolute favorite. And what a disappointment those were. They didn't even (laughs) have a filling. They tasted like the cherry – You know, you know, the cherry cough drops that that are really, really sweet. They tasted like those and there they were tiny and there was no filling. And I I told Bree, I was like, we got to give him a care package of some of these that we've got because he's (laughs) wrong. He's absolutely wrong that those are the best. They literally tasted like a cough drop. It was it was the craziest thing. So that poor guy, uh, (laughs) he doesn't even know. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, as of now, Marco Polo brand are my favorite. They're large with bumps and then Arcor is the second best. And then, I mean, really the rest of them, I'm not even going to fool with ranking. I've just found the top two
1: for now. <laughs> it's kind of funny that he says those are the best. And <laughs> we found that, that they're, they're just garbage there.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were nasty. They were absolutely, I was like, oh, like you, you, I put them in and I had high hopes and then it was just, nope.
1: What you'll do, though, is you'll give him those new ones, and then after he's found you know, searching far and wide for his favorites, he'll try these, and then he'll just be disappointed because he can't find them anywhere.
0: His whole life is going to come crashing down. Well, if he's got an Amazon account, he can have the Arcor ones. Bree says the Arcor ones are her favorite. So she she thinks the ones I order from Amazon are the best. But Mm. I think these that got sent to me, the Marco Polo ones, I actually like them a little bit better.
1: Well... You know, I think we're, uh, I think we're dialing in here on the, uh, on the end of the, the conspiracy and the, uh, the hunt, man, we're, we're narrowing it in. So we'll, uh, what we should do is, uh, clip together all these little conversations we've had and send it to them. And maybe they'll, they'll send you a, a care package with like a big jumbo size bag of them.
0: That'd be funny. I'd, uh. I'd appreciate that. I'd love a care package of strawberry candies are
1: great. <laughs> well, once again, as I've given you the warning before, um I don't want you to get diabetes, so you know, don't don't strictly have a diet of strawberry candies and I'm being that,
0: I'm being so careful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty neat though. You could I would imagine if, you know, obviously we're not like research investigators or anything like that, but I'd say we could probably send a letter to that company, and uh, they they'd probably be thankful for it. We've uh, you we tried a bunch of them, and man, literally from across the country, essentially. So you know, I'd say they'd be uh, they'd be thankful for uh, for a letter and for your diligent research saying that they're the best.
0: <laughs> I might have to do it, and maybe we can get a sponsor out of them.
1: I mean, that'd be pretty neat, man. You know what was the name of that one? The the, the ones favorite? I like
0: the best are Marco Polo.
1: Marco Polo strawberry candies, man. If you're looking for some uh, some cheap advertisement... That's right. <laughs> ...you can come our way. Because, you know, I feel like as... I mean this in the most respectful way here. As bigger guys, we don't joke about food and candy. So, if we say <laughs> they're the best... They're the best. So I'm not joshing
0: around here, man. We I'm serious you know, we, about these We don't rankings. mess around
1: with this stuff. Food is a uh, food's one of the most important things to us. So, if they're the best, they're the best. We're not just saying that. We have no sponsors right now, so zero bias at this point. Literally. That's how so. people
0: know we're serious.
1: You know, that's what you got to do, man. You got to you got to do the work first and then uh then let them come sponsor you cuz then you've had an unbiased opinion and then they're uh they know they're the best because i watch a lot of podcasts and I watch a lot of YouTube. And I talk, you know, we talk about this a lot and I have a uh, I have an echo over here in the room. So I know good and well that if it were listening to us and it would advertise that stuff, I've seen no other kind of searches or videos for this kind of candy. So I think we're the only ones who's done this kind of research.
0: We may be. I mean, everybody knows of the meme of the strawberry candy, yep. but nobody knows which one's the absolute best. <laughs> I didn't even think people knew that there was a,
1: like a difference. I'd say they didn't until now. Man, you have, you have opened the eyes of the population. I am the whistleblower for strawberry candies.: <laughs> If you go missing, <laughs> uh, if you go missing, we'll know to search for, search for RCo or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to take me out. Wouldn't that be something, man? That would be, I bet that would be the most viewed news story of the year. Probably. local strawberry candy manufacturer <laughs> takes Ca- out, abducts and takes out a small-time podcaster. <laughs> oh, man. That's like something you'd see on the Babylon Bee or the Onion. <laughs> yeah. <It's like> totally <laughs> the National <thick>. Enquirer. <laughs> That's something yeah. that just doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we're uh I'm glad we're narrowing in on this. You know the only close, ba- man. The only bad part about it is after after this is signed, sealed, and delivered, we're gonna have to come up with some other uh investigative piece to to go over.
0: I don't know, man. We may be able to keep straw on alive. I'm not sure. We we may. I don't know.
1: We'll see, man. We'll see. Or we'll-
0: or we can move on to something else. You know, that could be our season one arc is the straw on years, and then we can move on to something else.
1: Ah. We'll figure it out, man. I feel like uh I feel like this is just the beginning of something great that's it's right gonna, <laughs> it's gonna that's happen right. that's I'm still of the mindset that you know we're putting out consistent content and you know our our viewership is spreading. you know we've looked at the analytics and we're literally about every week we're picking up not huge numbers but we're picking up viewers and listeners from different States all across the U S. So yeah. I feel like organically, you know, we're obviously never going to be the Joe Rogan's. I don't think, I mean, who knows, but uh, we're growing organically. And I still feel like even if we, you know, kind of become mildly successful in this, this is going to come back as what started it all was the strawberry candy.
0: I think you're right.
1: Cause that, that and your leg have been the consistent, uh, the consistent things in the podcast. And, you know, it's cool hearing about your leg, but the <laughs> the strawberry candy search is really what's uh, what all of our friends and family have been talking about, wanting shirts and things of. <laughs> that's true, they have been. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll yeah. see what happens. We'll see what happens with it. Yeah, I'm I'm still liking the idea that we could do just some print order shirts and things like that because I feel like that's a real conversation grabber if you have something with a uh, strawberry candy on it.
0: Uh, yeah, that'd be funny.
1: People be people be looking it up. Maybe you should add that tag into uh into the YouTube pages and whatnot of like <laughs> straw non strawberry candy. So I think it is on the tags actually. So if people ever go searching for it, will be what will be what comes up at the very top, hopefully. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're we're getting that here. Uh, I had a couple things, and we kind of talked about it a little bit before. But do you remember back in? elementary school and middle school. Think back to those hundreds of years ago that, that we were in, in that grade range. Yeah. Do you remember taking the TCAP tests?
0: Goodness gracious. Yes, I remember taking the TCAP test. I am
1: uh, <laughs> not a fan. I feel you, man. My my wife is, uh, they're starting their, their standardized testing uh, this coming week. So, it's, uh, it's brought back some, some memories and stuff like that. And I think that's really what started it for me of uh, being such a bad test taker. And, you know, I did well in the T-caps growing up. I, I was, I was a very smart kid. I mean, I, not, not the smartest by any means, but I always did well on my T-caps and, and things like that. But I think that's really where it started of me not being a good test taker. what, what, what do you say?
0: Sorry, I was reaching for a strawberry candy. (laughs) So so I muted myself. Um, (laughs) They've been sitting here on my desk and I've been looking at them longingly this whole time. And uh, all this talk about them, I've got to have one. There we go. ASMR.
1: Uh, Add that to the tag.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I, you know, I, I was a pretty good test taker when I was a kid. I didn't really understand what all the tests were for. I remember when I think about TCAP, I remember, um, I remember us watching a lot of Schoolhouse Rock. I, <laughs> yes, I remember the breakfasts where the the room mom would make a bunch of breakfast stuff and come yes. in, and it was always like sausage balls, like a breakfast casserole, and the one the parent who nobody liked always brought in fruit.
1: Um, <laughs> Hunter I don't know what Fold of my brain you're <laughs> accessing Right now but you're bringing back all these Memories I have forgotten
0: that's just What I think of when I think it. that's all The good memories I have a really bad memory of TCAP but I never Really I never really got was Bothered by the act of doing it While it was happening I Remember all the prep how the teachers Would you know talk about how to Fill in the bubbles and you got to make Sure you do this and that and you, here's Your two pencils and that's all you uh, got. Yeah, everything. So no rem- lead
1: pencils at all, no. even even if they were number 2 because the exactly. scantron
0: would read them wrong. Yep, yep. I remember that. Mm. Um but yeah, the, like I remember all the prep that would go into Tcap and I I always remember the feeling of it being a big deal, but I knew that that meant the year was almost over. Yep. So um yeah I, I remember I remember all that and i like I said I was a good test taker i I feel like I did really well on on tests, especially multiple choice tests like Tcap but looking back on it now uh I don't think that's a good way to gauge um, to gauge our our status as an education system because absolutely as I grew up, I became significantly like you know when you're a kid, you don't study a lot the test was just to prepare you really T caps were just to teach you how to take tests. That's really what they were for. But as I grew and in high school and college, I learned more hands on than I ever did studying. And like, if I read a book, it takes me 20 minutes and then I'm reading the same line over and over and over again, because my brain, I just can't focus that way. I cannot learn by reading a book. I learn by doing things and and tell me about it. So like, I think what that does is, even though it was fun and we have fond memories, I think it set up a really bad expectation for for the kids of our generation, for the kids now. I think it just it it kind of communicates like all you are is an analytic on on a on a test sheet. You know your your percentage score on this thing is all that matters. Yep. And I hate that because there are so many talented. Trades in the world, like how do you test on TCAP if you're a beautiful woodworker or an ice sculptor or or you know a musician? You you don't do that. Yep. So, I mean, I know it has its place and I I understand the function, but I think we're missing something from the education system, and unfortunately TCAP is is that first level of the only thing that matters is how you score on a test, and I I I don't know. it's I've got fond memories except for my one bad memory, which we'll talk about when when you're ready. Um, but but yeah, that's that's kinda how I feel about TCAP.
1: Dude, I'm with you on that. I've uh I've said that for years that standardized testing, and when I think of standardized testing, the first thing that comes to my mind is like the ACT. And thinking back, it goes all the way back like you said, to uh to elementary and middle school. And it just kind of teaches kids to take that test. But man, standardized testing is just such a bad metric. And I understand why it's done. It's so you can kind of gauge where you are relative to, you know, the state, the country, you know, wh- whatever it might be in, in the sense that they're searching for. But man, you look at somebody like me, I'm a kinesthetic person. I'm someone that I do so much better on, like, for example, in college on projects. Uh, I did something where a few of my buddy, or a couple of buddies, mine, one really, and then we added a few more friends. But we worked on a project to where we uh, basically restored from the death a machine that we worked to recycle water bottles to turn them into a 3D printable filament. So from this project, I got to see how motors work. I got to put my hands on it. I got to take this thing apart and, you know, I learned about gearing. I'd seen them in class, but, you know, it was, it's that sort of stuff where I learn. And like I said, I consider myself a smart person. I graduated with my master's in engineering, so I, I was able to get through it. But man, testing for some kids is just such a bad way of, Determining their success and where they're going to be placed at, because you know, like me, I could do TCAFS just because I was I was smart enough to get through them. But man, you look at a kid who, when you when you give them the work and they can go home and do that, or you give them like a project, a science project they have to do, they flourish in that. But when you tell them to go through and read this massive paragraph and to pull out a sentence in, in the, you know, halfway through it and tell what that means. Well, man, that might not be what, what their strength is in that. And that's, that's what always gets me with like T caps and standardized testing. Cause all you do is really see what kids are really good at taking tests or you see the kids that are really good guessers. I mean, that's, in my opinion, that's what it comes down to. I'm, i yeah. am I think it'd be so much better if I mean, I, I understand why, because there it's hard to it's hard to distinguish a kid that would do a project for their final placement versus a kid who does a test. I understand that. But I man, standardized testing, it, it is catered for the kids who are good at taking tests. And for me, the older I got, you know, the worse I was at it. I, I was just a bad test taker. Homeworks where I could, you know, I had the time to to work through it and to kind of visualize it. I did really good on those, but you got to crank out these, you know, sixty problems in an hour. You have a minute per problem. Man, that's just that's tough for I'd say the majority of kids. Uh, That's that's my take on it, and I I think that there there has to be a better metric for for seeing this stuff because, like you said, man reading reading this big story and pulling out something from it that every other kid in the state does nothing to see what who would be talented at these other crafts and trades and you know you might have a kid who who seems dumb on his uh on his language tcap but he's phenomenal at science but now math and language are the ones that they focus on so you know where does that leave him he looks he looks silly over here because he did good math, but science is what he's really good at. So what, what, what do you do in that situation for that kid? You know? Yeah. It's just something I think that there's, there's gotta be a better system. Like I've always said the ACT is, is the worst metric because, you know, I, I had a 4.0 when I graduated, uh when I graduated high school, but I did, you know, I, I, like a 27 on my ACT, it wasn't phenomenal. And it's just because, man, I suck at taking tests, Yeah. but you, but you give me a project and let me do it, present it. And you know, I'm, I'm a phenomenal presenter. I can stand up and I can relay information that I have and I can explain it and I can show you how I work these things out. I'm great yeah. at that stuff, but man, I just blow at tests. And I always have ever since really, I was, uh, in my upper levels of, of high school, I was just able to carry on through the projects and the, the homeworks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. One of those things, man, what, what's your, uh, what's your bad memory of, of t Okay. Uh,
0: so, um, we, uh, we had a, we had the, the no talking rule as everyone else has. Um, you know, you, you say, hey, you know, you're not supposed to talk to your neighbor uh, while you have your test, you know, until we're done and, and we say, hey, all tests are up. Nobody should be talking. So, like, you know, we know that. But when you're in elementary school and I can't remember if this was like uh, second or third grade, it was it was earlier on. Um, you know, come on. We're we're little. So
1: yeah, <laughs> you're eight.
0: Yeah. I, uh, me and another friend of mine were, you know, they spaced out the desks in the room. We were put up at the front of the room. Like literally our desks were touching the whiteboard and the clock was above the whiteboard. And so we took test. Nobody talked to anybody. We were just doing our thing. Uh, took the test, put the pencils down. They came and they took my test paper away. So like I didn't even have the Scantron or the questions anymore. And they did the same thing for my friend who was sitting next to me. And so some time passed. And again, I have to stress, I did not have my Scantron or the questions. Like they took all that away from me and, and were had filed it. And so I was just sitting there, nothing on my desk. And I like lean back as far as I can. Can't see the clock at all. Have no idea what time it is. Have no idea how much more time I have to sit there and stare at this whiteboard. So I lean over to my friend and I'm like, hey, can you see the clock? And he leans back and can't see it either. And he shakes his head. He's like, no, I can't. Literally within five seconds, this teacher that wasn't my teacher, because remember, you didn't have the same teacher. Like your teacher couldn't be in the room with you while you took the t It was somebody else. Literally, she swoops in within five seconds. She's like, get up, get your stuff and get up. And I'm like, what, what is going on? And she's like, you, you can't talk. You're not allowed to talk. Get up. And so I'm like, I was like, I was like, I don't have, even as a kid, you know, I, I told her, I don't have my test paper. You took it. How, how am I in trouble for this? Like, how, how is it possible that I was cheating? You know, like there's no physical way for me to, like we. (laughs) Doesn't add up. Yeah. like Even as a kid, I was like, this is ridiculous. Why are you mad? And I said, I literally was trying to see what time I just asked him what time it was. And uh, you know, it's funny as an eight year old that you recognize that you're like, there's no physical way for me to cheat. And it was very simple. I was just asking what, what time it was. So I get taken to the library Mm. and I am told that because I was caught talking in the middle of the test, that I am now being punished and I will have to be isolated for the rest of my TCAP week. And I can't remember if this was like day one or day two, but it was early on in the week. So for the rest of the week, I would have to be isolated. And Cody, they stuck me in a closet in the <laughs> library. <laughs> and it was, it was just big enough for the desk to fit in there. And meet, like I could, I could stand up from the desk and walk around the desk, and it was th- just that big. Like it was small, and it was full of books, and it's you know that old musty book smell. Yeah, it smelled just like that. And so I was stuck in this closet by myself, taking tea for the rest of the week. And the librarian treated me like I had murdered someone. Oh no! Literally, she was so hateful about. I, that's all I remember. I was thinking like, why is everybody being so mean? This seems ridiculous to me, but I never told my parents because I was scared I'd get in trouble. But now looking back on it, I think if I told them what had happened, I think my mom would have ripped the principal a new one. And been <laughs> I was like, just
1: getting ready to say that, man. My mom would have been in that school so fast. <laughs> And she would have whipped every single butt that was within sight (laughs) of someone in a closet as an eight year old. I
0: was stuck in a closet. It was definitely two or three days that I had to be in there doing it. And I remember because I remember the reason I know I could walk around the desk is because when I got done with the test and I was bored, I just stand up and walk, walk laps around the around the uh, around the desk. (laughs) <laughs> and I remember saying out loud, like, this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I, I remember as an eight year old being like, this is crazy. This is nuts. What is going on? And I just, I just don't know, man. It was, it was the weirdest thing that, and it, it that will stick with me till the day I die. Cause I was, I was grappling that line of this is ridiculous and something's not right. But if I tell my parents, obviously
1: I've done something wrong. If I tell them I'm going to get in trouble. Man, isn't it crazy how, you know, an hour we're, we're on the back half of the of our 20s right now yeah isn't it crazy how you have some of those memories as a kid that just stick with you from like second third fourth grade
0: yeah it's nuts I mean and it probably was just because it was so like it stuck with me and it's like hardwired into my brain because it was such it, it just stuck out you know it's one of those events from my past that just is an outlier
1: oh yeah man I I can remember, obviously not my entire elementary school career, but man, there's stuff like even now in my mind, I can remember back from like when I was in kindergarten, stuff that happened that stuck with me. And man, that was 20 years ago. Yep. 20 years ago. (laughs) And I can remember some of that stuff because, man, things that just that teachers did to me. Like I remember my fourth grade teacher Still to this day, I can tell you her name because she hated me. <laughs> and I can tell you my opinion. The reason she hated me was because I was a question asker, probably to a downfall in middle school. I think it's helped me now. But when I was a kid, man, I was just a social butterfly. So yeah. I w- and if if you're not in something that one either interests you or two is like challenging enough for you. Man as a as an 8-year-old or a 10-year-old or a 9-year-old, what are you going to do? You're going to talk to your friends that are sitting around you. Yeah. And and stuff like that and man she hated me. And I I can tell you the memory that really stuck with me with her was that all of my grades were so good like when I was in 4th grade. I mean I was 10 like I said. I I was I could I could breeze through most stuff then. So all my grades were like all A's. So I had like straight A's going through. But man, she gave me a C in citizenship. And I'm still not even sure what citizenship is and how that refers to anything. Wait a minute. Like- so she she gave you
0: she gave you a C on being an American citizen? That,
1: I guess. <laughs> Cuz <'Cause laughs> so I would go through and, and this happened twice. Like she gave I remember it was two times. And my parents told me it's like, listen, you're gonna be in some big trouble if you don't, you know, fix this. And this was, I think, when we did it every six weeks. Like this was way back when. So I think we had we had six five or six grade cards that we got. So I had two of these that that I had C in citizenship, but A's in everything else. And man, that third six weeks, I can remember it so so vividly. I sat down and i made it a strict point not to talk to anybody at all whenever <laughs> like class was going on like even if it was like kind of group stuff where you could kind of work together on it nobody i didn't say a word i was like i am not doing this again <laughs> and guess what see. i got to i got to see that third six weeks again and I was, I can, I remember it so vividly. I was like, "This woman hates me," and I don't know why. Like, I, I've never been a mean kid. I've never been someone who's just like rude. Uh, my parents raised me better than that. Yeah, but man, she just had it out for me, and I, I still don't know why. I had Did you ever tell your her. parents,
0: like in the in the moment, not afterwards, but did you tell them, like, I don't know why I got to see? I. She said. She said not to talk anymore. And I literally didn't talk to anybody.
1: Man, I was, I was literally, when I saw that I was already going through and this stuff happened, I was planning my defense for the court of mom and dad. <laughs> like, I, I had it all mapped out in my mind because like, honestly, there was nothing made up, nothing fabricated. I tried and I did my darndest to not have a C in citizenship again going through that third six weeks. And, man, I know without a shadow of a doubt that I did not deserve that. that <laughs> this woman just had it out for me. And I I don't know why. I mean, I think I'm a likable person. And obviously, you change <laughs> as you grow up. But, man, I'm still a social butterfly. I still That's am fair. that way. <laughs> so I, I went had against, the same I went, thing yeah dude I went against my nature in that in that six weeks to not get in trouble and I still got in trouble for my
0: <laughs> all the that, time. I had the same thing happen it actually is funny the story is very similar to my t-cap story um, I was in class. Uh, it was my math class. Cause in fifth grade we did, uh, rotations. There were, there were like five teachers and we'd rotate through each teacher had a specialty. So it was sure. getting us ready for middle school. Um, so, uh, we'd rotate through and miss Brown taught math. And I, this is where I think my relationship with math took a bad turn. One day I was sitting in class and I asked somebody for a pencil and I don't know. Like I think mine broke, my lead broke, and I was like, "Hey, can I borrow your pencil real quick?" I don't know if this teacher had a bad day or what, but she snapped on me and she was like, "Hunter, quit talking!" And I'm like, "I again, as as a fifth grader, I recognize that this, and this is probably why maybe people hated me is because I I guess it's classified as talking back or whatever." <laughs> but I said I was just asking for a pencil. I said mine broke. I was just asking him for a pencil. It's not. You know, in my mind, I'm like, we're not over here goofing around talking about SpongeBob. You know, yeah. I'm like, I just, I just wanted her to know that I'm like, I, like it, it's like, <laughs> it's like talking to your boss. Like, no, I, this is what I'm doing for the project. Uh, like, I wanted her to know that I was being serious. And you know, I was like, the, the only reason I'm talking is because I asked to borrow his pencil, and she snapped at me. Was like, don't talk back and i was like oh, okay so from then on from then on that woman hated me i'm sure she had a bad day and that's where it came from but she hated me and i hated her and that is <laughs> that's just that's just where my relationship with math really took a downturn i think but it just pissed me off cuz i mean i'm just a kid you know but i i know enough to know that what i'm doing is not wrong
1: yeah yeah I man so. that's it, it's it's a shame that Everybody has a bad day. I get it. But man, it's, and I know you're going into middle school and you're getting at that age where like, Oh, you should know better and whatnot, but man getting a pencil. And it's like, I found that I don't know if it is this way now. Cause obviously like our generation it, are becoming teachers now. So yeah. I think we experienced a lot of stuff and uh, we realized that a lot of it was just wrong. But, man, teachers just had those those rules and things like that, and they were so black and white. Yeah. You know, when I'm up here talking, you don't say a word. And it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Because I guarantee you, if you didn't ask for a pencil and you didn't do your work, you would have got yelled at for that. Yeah. So it's like, kicker was She wasn't even
0: teaching. <laughs> she was sitting at her desk when this happened. Uh, man. Maybe her and, husband was cheating on her. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's a that's a pretty <laughs> pretty
1: extreme assumption. I don't
0: know. There's just no reason for for somebody to snap
1: like that. I, I don't agree. know what's going on. Man, those black and white rules. That was just that was what was so wrong with things. Because man, that's just not the way it is. Yeah, yeah and if you Especially were over with there, kids. yeah, if you were over there talking about SpongeBob, sure, you probably should have been fussed at. But man, you needed a pencil. What are you gonna yeah. do? Yeah, I was like, hey, can I borrow your pencil real fast? That's all. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's crazy, man. Those those memories, they just uh, they stick in your brain. And man, I like I told you, I that was when I was, you know, nine or ten. There, I, I don't really know how old you are in fourth grade, nine or ten, but I remember it, man. I remember that so vividly. And yep. her her just hating me. And you know, like you said, you remember that math and her jumping at you for asking for a pencil. Like, yeah, that stuff sticks with a kid. So, <laughs> it you know, does. It's so confusing.
0: You're like, what? I'm not doing anything
1: wrong. Why are you mad? <laughs> and that's like, you know, you you're able to just kind of push it to the side and and things like that. But man, you got kids who are who are not as uh, outgoing or you know headstrong. I, I was a really headstrong kid, so I, <laughs> that's why I, that's why a lot of it didn't affect me permanently. But man, if you have just a uh, someone who's not headstrong like that, and you know someone who's very impressionable. Dude, that that could just ruin a kid for school, stuff like that. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, this is getting into memories that I don't want to relive again. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, that's part of it though. Uh moving on from that. I'm I'm over I'm over caps. I'm glad I don't have to take tests anymore. Yeah, me too. So you wanna you wanna tell me about here the uh the fist fight you had with your <laughs> yeah. With the parents of your neighbor's Heck kids? Yeah.
0: Speaking of Headstrong Hunter, <laughs> he, uh, he reared his ugly head again this week. Um, and I felt kind of bad, but I know it had to happen. Um, sometimes Headstrong Hunter has to pop out. And uh, I don't like it when he comes out, but again, sometimes it has to. So just to give a little bit of background, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this. But uh, ever since we moved in, we've had an issue... Uh, mostly with children, but also with some of the other tenants uh, in the unit here, uh, having an issue respecting our privacy and our like personal space and our property. People will just like waltz over. like there's a guy who waltzed over while I was taking gray out one day, and he waltzed over and asked me if I'd voted. And I was like, oh, not yet. And then he proceeded to tell me that I needed to vote now that I needed to go today because the line was really long. And then he proceeded to ask me who I was voting for. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you that. Uh, Like, I don't even know you, you just walked over here and approached me in my backyard. Like I'm not, I don't owe you anything. Um, so, uh, stuff like that happens. And, you know, we get people, um, we get people who are like walking real close and, uh, like getting really close to the front door. And um, the big issue though is, is kids and uh, the rules of the complex state that you have to supervise your children at all times. If they're outside playing that you have to supervise them. So with that being in the rules, you'd think that these parents would, would watch their children, but no, they, they don't. (laughs) So, um, I don't care that the kids are playing outside. I don't care that they're unsupervised. What I do care about is that they seem to think that our unit, and our unit is in a long building, and we're at the very, very end. We're on the left side, the very, very end. So they seem to think that that edge there is a jungle gym. And so on more than one occasion, we've had kids playing immediately outside our front door, immediately outside the back door. We've had unsupervised children like walk up and try to stick their hands through our kitchen window to pet Gray. Oh uh, no. Yeah. And, and I, like, these are little kids. Like fortunately Gray is not violent, but if he was to bite a, a little girl, you know, like we would be in trouble for that. But she came and stuck her hand. Fortunately, there's a screen, but like she tried to stick her hand in the kitchen window. Completely unsupervised.
1: What were the days when kids would just go play in the street, you know? Yeah,
0: I know. And I have a problem with them playing in the street, but I came home one day and everybody knows that I have a broken leg, which means my manual five-speed Mustang has not moved since February. So when I come home to a giant scratch all the way from the front wheel well to the about the three-quarter mark on the door. Oh, no. I know that it wasn't me. I know that it was somebody in, in the apartment complex who who hit the car. Now, I don't think it was another vehicle because the way the scratch is, it looks like a foot peg or a metal like scooter. Something has dug into
1: the paint. Someone did a kickflip.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Watch this sweet kickflip. Um, so I, I'm like, I'm already fuming at that because my car is not the nicest. It doesn't have the, the best paint job. But I do not like it when people scratch it because I have to pay for it and I have to deal with it. If I was to scratch it, I would beat myself up about it. Now, if somebody else scratches it, you've unlocked a monster. You're going to up.
1: Yeah, it's,
0: <laughs> it's just the way it goes. It's probably a character flaw. I don't know. Um, so I know this is going on. I know that there are kids playing absolutely too close to our vehicles we've had the little girl who tried to stick her hand through our kitchen window. There was a group of kids who were outside playing and these kids were supervised and Brie was backing her car out. And the kids started scootering around her car while she was moving. And she was like, Hunter, if I want to pay attention, I would have run this kid over. And this is while a parent was watching and a parent didn't say, Hey, don't scoot near a moving car. Like get away from the moving car. Uh, and so, uh, We've got all that going on. And when I say they're playing close to our front door and our back door, I literally, like I heard them screaming and I opened the back door to investigate what was going on. They were playing hide and seek immediately, like up up against the wall of our unit. And when I opened the door, three of them jumped. That's how close they were. Like me opening the door scared them because they were that close. So as as somebody who is trying not to be very controversial or or ugly i reported it to the landlords and you know more to the point they they, the kids are like tearing up property like they're picking up chunks of asphalt and throwing them and kicking open yeah kicking open bags of sand and piling sand everywhere and and picking up clumps of dirt from the back area and throwing them around like i'm like they're damaging your property you know like i'm I just want you to know that this is what's going on in addition to the fact that now my car has damage to it and I don't want them this close to my front door, my my back door. If kids are tripping my package motion sensor – excuse me, I had the hiccups. If I have a camera and it it gives me an alert if somebody drops a package off at the front door, if they're tripping that, like they're too close. So – I put up a second camera pointing at the cars and now it gives me emotional alerts when anybody is like really, really close to it in response to all this happening. And I had already been, we'd been putting up with this for a while and I had sent more than one email to the, uh, the landlords and the landlords had actually said, they're like, you just need to fling your door open and yell at them to get away. He's like, at this point, he said, at this (laughs) point, you just have to be the neighborhoods, the neighborhood Scrooge. He said, and it's totally fine. We understand it's frustrating he said, that's what, that's just what you're going to have to do. But I'm on movement restrictions still. And it's hard for me to get outside on a scooter or, or a wheelchair. <laughs> so be discouraged
1: when you can't walk.
0: Yeah, literally. <laughs> so no wonder old people are bitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was so frustrated because I couldn't get, I couldn't ever have a moment to talk to some of these parents just one-on-one be like, listen, I'm frustrated about this. Keep your kids away. So I was gone last Monday walking in the water at, uh, at, at the school, uh, working on my leg. And while we were gone for about 15 minutes, these kids were playing unattended immediately near my car. And when I say immediately near it, like they were riding their scooters along the white line next to where I park, like my parking spot, they were riding the white line. Oh no. And anybody will tell you that's too close. I've shown the video to friends, to co-workers, to family. Everybody says that's too close. Sure. So I have eight videos of them doing that. And I've got videos of them slinging sand only underneath the alcove where our front door is. Like they're picking up wads of sand in their hands, running to the alcove where our front door is and dropping the sand there and then just leaving it. And so I'm pissed. I'm fed up. I'm over it. Uh, this is this is the straw that breaks the camel's back and i get the dad on camera too the dad walks by and makes eye contact with my camera and also acknowledges that there's sand all over the place but doesn't say anything so i send all those videos to the landlord and i said this stops now i want this guy's information so i can call and have a chat with him or even better i want you to set up a meeting and we're going to we're going to sort this out once and for all so that happens on monday on Thursday, we have our meeting, and this guy, you know how you can just tell someone's really, really dense? I don't mean like like a jerk. I mean like he just looked, and I don't want to be ugly, but he just looked stupid. You know what I mean?
1: I know what you mean. And <laughs> I wish I didn't, but I did
0: I'm not trying to be hateful because I had to get ugly with him a couple times because he just wasn't understanding it. Um, I I think they're Romanian. I think the family's – he had an accent, but I'm not quite sure what it was. But it definitely sounded – it was either like Romanian or Greek or something. Yeah. Um, but regardless, my man just wasn't understanding. He just had this thing about him where he just was dense. He didn't – really, Yeah, he didn't really understand. To the point where the landlord was looking him in the eye and said more than once, do you understand how serious this is? like, do you understand? (laughs) And, and he's like, yes, I understand. I understand. But then everything else he was saying communicated that he didn't really understand. So (laughs) what what was that movie?
1: Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Literally. So, um, my points were like who we were, everything we had seen up to that point, which is the whole reason why we were so frustrated. And I said, you know, I I taught swim lessons for seven years. I have experience with families from all over Nashville, wealthy, poor. I've worked with just about any type of family and just about any type of kid you could imagine. So I've got experience dealing with children and families. And I said, I want you to know that it's not got anything to do with me not wanting the kids to play outside. I'm glad the kids are playing outside. It's better than being inside on on an Xbox, you know, let them be outside, let them run around. I said, this isn't about that. I said, what this is about is we respect everybody else's property and privacy. And we don't feel like that is being reciprocated to us. And then the dad like kept focusing because I I brought up the scratch on my car as as the big kicker for why I was upset. And I prefaced that I didn't know who did it and that I was going to be financially responsible for the scratch. I said that in the beginning and he was like, I talked to my kids and I asked them if they scratched your car and they said no. And well, of I course said, they'd say no. I, I said, well, that's all well and good. But I have eight videos of your kids this close to my car. And he's like, exactly. They were just this close. They didn't touch it. I said, you're missing the point. If they're that close routinely, there is a chance that they have done or will do a scratch down the side of my car. So that's what I, that's what I told him. I'm like, they are that close. I said if somebody was that close to you in traffic, you'd honk your horn and you'd tell them to back off. I said there's absolutely no reason why they should be playing that close to my vehicle and I don't want them there. I don't want them that close. And he just he was like, "Yeah, but they didn't scratch your car." He's like, "But they didn't do it." I'm like, "I don't care." I don't want them that close. And he's like, listen. And he pulled up the pictures of his kid's scooters. He's like, these are brand new scooters. He looked me in the eye. He said, these are brand new scooters. They're not used. And I'm like, "Uh, okay, what does that have to do with anything? (laughs) He's like, they're brand new. They're not used. They have the rubber guards on the handles, So there's no way they could have scratched it. And I'm like.
1: It's not about the scratch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, listen. I'm not saying that they did it. I'm saying I don't know who did it. I'm saying that there's a good chance that they did do it, but I don't know. But regardless, they shouldn't be that close. That's why we're here. (laughs) And then the landlord jumped in and and was telling him all about it and how they were way too close. He got caught on camera. There was nothing he could say like that. um, He was like, you got caught. You got caught. There's nothing we can say other than you got caught. Like, you know, you can say they didn't scratch it, but look at at these videos. And so – then <laughs> there, were, there were two other things that he said that really, really chapped my butt. He was like, well, my car got a scratch on it the other day, and I'm fine with it. And we were all like, okay. <laughs> like, but that's your, like good. Then let your kids play next to your car and potentially scratch your car since you don't have a problem with it. But they will not be allowed to play near my car or my front door or my back door if you're okay with scratches, awesome. I'm not. And I like, I like leaned in and I like, gra- I did the gesture. Like, look at me, look at me in the eye. I did the, I'm the captain now thing to him. I was like, <laughs> look at me. I do not want them that close to my car. I don't want it. And, and he, I think it finally sunk in. And so that was one. And then uh, another one, it was a two parter. He was like, he was like, well, they're, they're kids and if I tell them not to play near your car, they'll forget and I can't watch them all the time. They're kids. <laughs> and I leaned in and I was like, I'm going to disagree with you. I was a child who lived in a cul-de-sac and my parents did not stand outside and watch me all the time. But they told me to stay away from other people's property and, and, uh, and, and front doors and back doors and I listened. So it is is possible to have your children listen to you. It can be done. Yeah, it can be done. Um, And I said, and you know what? If they do forget, that's fine. But the rules here are that you're supposed to watch your children at all times. They should not be unattended. So if they forget, that's cool. You need to be watching them and you are responsible. For How close they are to my property and the landlord was like that's exactly right. I was about to say the exact same thing you are responsible and you should be watching them every single time they are outside. And so he got pissed that he now has to watch his children. He's like, okay, well, uh, well, then what is too close? What is too close? And I lost it at this point, Cody, I I probably made this poor man pee himself. I I like I like slam my hand down on the table and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, how close do you want someone to your vehicle? I said, use common sense. What in your mind, common sensically, is too close to a car? And the landlord was like, um, six feet. Let's just say that. Why don't you keep your kids away from his front door, his kitchen window, his back door, his patio, his car, her car. You stay away from all of those things. Six feet. <laughs> Jesus. COVID rules. Literally. And I I told, after that guy left, I told Josh, I was like, that's the landlord's, uh, that's the owner's son. I told Josh, I was like, man, six feet is even above and beyond what I would think is common sense. But I mean, I guess you have to do that now because guy can't even fathom that this is too close. He has no level of empathy, no level of respect for somebody else's property. So you just have to say, stay away from my stuff and you should not be within six feet of my stuff. Ugh, man what a what a day it was weird and like brie actually looked at me across the table a couple of times and she like mouth like calm down
1: <laughs> but I,
0: I was so mad because i just cannot stand one of my biggest pet peeves are one of my biggest pet peeves is morons and <laughs> and like this guy was just a functional idiot like just had no awareness of what was going on, no compassion for for anyone else, no care about anybody else. It was like, ah, oh, well, I mean, they didn't scratch your car, so I'm not sure why we're here. And uh, you know, <laughs> they're kids, so they can do whatever they want.
1: Uh, and they I'm,
0: I'm like, no, this is stopping today. I said, this is no longer happening. So it was it was weird. So he he refused at first to divulge because like. He watches some of the other neighborhood kids too. I guess the parents just pawn their kids off on him for them, wow. him to watch the group. And he refused to divulge the other information of who else, who, what the other kids were and where they live. But then I think the property manager took him separately and, and forced him to tell. Uh, and I was told I didn't even know this because I don't care about anything that goes on other than them being near my unit, my car or her car. Sure. You know, our our unit, we share it. I don't know why I say my unit, Uh, our unit. You're the man. No, no, it's a (laughs) partnership. Um, But, uh, but the, the landlord was like, we have tons of complaints, not just from them, but from tons of other people in the unit. Two kids almost got run over because they were scooting on the main road unattended. They almost got hit by a truck. He said, another kid has been routinely Spotted playing around and on top of the trash compactor. You, you want to say that again? This kid has been caught playing around and on top of the trash compactor. <laughs> I literally I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's nuts. He's like, we have all these unsupervised kids. Who who are in all these dangerous situations? It's not just like the your car and the damage. It, like it's it's about their safety. And I'm like, well, I my biggest priority is the damage, but uh, I don't want anybody to be hurt. You know, but they're not my kids, so like, you know, my my biggest concern is my property and and our privacy. Um, but uh, but but yeah, apparently there's just a bunch of parents around here that just let their kids run wild, and you know, the second. That one of those kids gets hurt. I mean, that parent's going to be Lawsuit
1: City. Lawsuit so fast.
0: But I don't know. It's rough. It, it's crazy. So I'm hoping that things turn around here. But I've had it with the, with the nonsense. So uh, this guy knows now that I'm not playing. And hopefully he's told everybody else that I'm not playing. And uh, we'll see what happens. But I got no problem. Running outside now and yelling, you should be six feet away from my car. And if you got a problem with it, you call either the property manager or the owner. Because they will back up that that's how far away you need to be. Mm. So it's, it's stopping. I'm not going to have any more damage. And we're not going to be uncomfortable in our, in our home.
1: And you shouldn't be, you know. No.
0: <laughs> and the good news is the landlord, the property manager, and the, the maintenance manager, all of them were on our side. I apologize for being so hateful to to this poor guy. But Josh was like, man, you got to be sometimes, you know, he's like this. This is just one of those situations where you got to be.
1: <laughs> Go ahead and get you um, get you some little motion sensors and put them like around your all spaces. So if anybody yeah. steps into them. And then have it set up to like some kind of speaker in your house. Step away from the vehicle. Yeah. You should
0: be six feet away from the vehicle and the front door and the back door.
1: (laughs) Shots will be fired in 30 seconds.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. It's been nuts, you know. But I I haven't rolled uh, outside and acted like a fool and screamed and yelled at anybody. So I think we handled it really well. Yeah, I lost my temper a little bit in a meeting, but... uh, if if that guy hadn't been so dense, I don't think it would have gone that poorly. But I think he understands what happens now. <laughs> and So uh, I don't have any concerns with him specifically, but I don't know about these other people.
1: Well, you go ahead and prepare because your car is about to get scrapped.
0: Yeah, well, that's why I have a camera.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, man, that is just let alone kids just goofing around, you know, outside and in your privacy. Like, that's bad enough. Man, playing on the trash compactor.
0: Yeah, that's that's the kicker for me. I was like, whoa. Like Y'all got bigger fish to fry then, huh?
1: Like, that's that's death, Hunter. I, no, I know. I've seen Star Wars. Oh my gosh. Kids, dude. What are you gonna do with them?
0: Well, obviously, some parents just think Nothing. you'd let them... <laughs> yeah, some parents are just like, ah, trash compactor. <laughs>
1: Hey, see if you can see if you can do a flip off that thing. <laughs> do yeah. a flip. Like you said, bad enough that they're right around your vehicle. Could could have been the ones to damage it. You don't have proof of that. But man, trying to like like being right on the spot where you live, trying to reach in your window. Like, yeah, man. It was,
0: it's just I'm like, where did the privacy stop? Like, I get that we're all in a communal area and that we all technically live in the same building. Like, I get that. But I I told that dad, I was like, it's the equivalent. Like, your kid's playing that close to my front door is the equivalent of me letting my dog crap in the river rock in front of your house every day. I was like, it's just, it's too close. You wouldn't appreciate it.
1: And, you know, if they were like, if they were around your area and they were, you know, trying to reach in your window, that kid falls and gets cut on your window or something. It's probably you who's in trouble for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I'm yeah. not, not going to be responsible. I don't want to have to parent. You know, we don't have kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably won't for a very long time. I'm not in the business of parenting other people's children or looking sure. out for other people's children. Sure. I don't want anything bad to happen to them, but I'm not going to be responsible for your kids. When I pay all this money to live here,
1: and you shouldn't be—that's the no. thing.
0: When we pay all this money, it's—I'm it, angry, so I'm using a lot of eyes. But it's—it's uh, it's a joint thing. We, Brie and I, both feel the same way about all this, and so I speak for both of us when the, when I say it the way we feel about
1: it. We, we get it. We get it. Don't don't worry about that, but, <laughs> man. I'm I'm right there with you. That's that's just so so uncourteous that you just let your kids do that. I mean, yeah. there's, you got to have, you got to have some kind of, some kind of boundaries like that. Like, man, I've considered in the future, you know, looking to do, you know, getting some kind of real estate, things like that. Cause you know, the price, the, the money you can make on that's only going to go up as time goes on, but right. man, just thinking about having to deal with stuff like that, that really, really pushes me away, <laughs> away from it. Just. Yeah. Because well, of that.
0: if we stay here in town, I kind of thought about trying to do a rental property somewhere uh, where I could I could rent to college kids. I mean, you can't exclusively rent to college kids, but the point of that is like it would be pretty easy to rent to college kids sure. here. Um, um, but yeah, it's been an adventure. Um, I'm really not a fan of having to deal with this stuff, and I. I kept telling the the landlord, I'm like, I really don't like this. I hate that this has to be something I deal with, but you know, the damage really is what set me off. He's like, nah, man, I get you. He's like, I get you. I get you. Um, it's, it's totally warranted. So I guess we'll just, uh, we'll just see what happens. And if, uh, if things don't change, I've, I know I've got them in my corner. So,
1: that's good, though, that you have a landlord that's like that. And they're just not, you know, yeah, I don't really it, care what happens.
0: It definitely made Bree and I were talking about it as we as we left definitely made us both feel better. Because if the landlords weren't in our corner, you know, what does that say? Why am I paying all this money if you're not going to be in my corner when something like this happens? Uh, yeah, but absolutely. they were both they were both in our corner. And I said, that really makes me feel a lot better. And she
1: said it did her, too. So, yeah, dude, that's that's good. It having to deal with unruly neighbors is is bad enough but if you had to fight them and your landlords for for help that that'd make it so much worse yeah well hopefully that uh that fixes your problem there and you don't have to won't have to deal with that anymore I'm, undoubtedly you will i'm sure but i mean
0: yeah it's not going to go away overnight and that's what monique was well monique's the property manager I'm saying this like you know her. Uh, that's what Monique was <laughs> oh, saying. Yeah, she's we like, she's like this. <laughs> she's like, this is just getting started. I have a lot of work to do on figuring out who these kids are and all these taking care of all
1: these safety hazards. So, uh, well, man, hopefully that, uh, hopefully that gets taken care of because you know it's one of those things. Like you say, you know, you got an older car and things like that, but it's still your car. You know, it's th- something yeah. that's that's yours and you, you know, you've I'm, taken care of it and things like that. But right. Yeah. There's nothing you can do when, when, you know, you're not watching it all the time. So hopefully I now- did,
0: I did one of those, uh, am I the, the jack hole? You know what I mean? Am yeah. I the jerk type things at work? I was like, guys, can you please tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong? And one of my coworkers put it this way. He said, I could have a truck. That was totally rusted, not a speck of paint on it, and if I came out and there was a scratch down the side of that car or that truck that didn't have any paint on it, I'd be pissed <laughs> and I was like, "Okay,
1: well, that makes me feel better <laughs> yeah, i mean it's it's yours, and you know yeah. i like you said, I understand that you're in a uh close quarters with with your neighbors and whatnot but Man, you still expect your space to be your space and not, right. not be invaded like that. I mean, I right. I don't know where your apartment is and whatnot, but I'm sure there's plenty of other plenty of more room where kids could go where they're not right on top of you. Yeah. There is. So uh well, hopefully it gets taken care of here and the the problem subsides and Hope so. All you gotta do is just remember that, you know, it's not forever. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this absolutely. is just a temporary stop along the road. Right. But in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, get away from my car.
0: Yeah. In the meantime, don't touch my stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, man, you got anything else here?
0: No, that's it. We are, we are right on time here and I am, I am fading fast.
1: <laughs> Good deal, man. Well, hope you all enjoyed this episode. Uh, sorry about Last week's episode, we had some uh, some technical troubles. And it was all this and my that. fault. I'm
0: so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I had an editing editing software glitch, but it's fixed now.
1: So hopefully, we'll get back on track on our Wednesday schedule. Going through here, and hope you all have a good week this week. Uh, I, I had a had a rough week last week, but you know it, it can only get better. I hope. That's right. I hope. <laughs>
0: Come back but next week. It's worse. <laughs> this is the
1: worst week of my life. Nah, it will be all right. If you haven't already, uh, as we say it every time, go follow the Twitter. Uh it's at the SunPod. We try to post the videos on there and I know we're a little little lax in, in tweeting out, but you know, we please remember we we do this on at for me it's 10:45 right now at night. So this, <laughs> this is whenever yeah. we can get it in. So we both have lives and jobs, but you know, we want to interact with you. So go follow us on there. Uh, go check out the YouTube page. We put the videos on there with a little uh, sound bar. If you want to have something to see while you watch us, Hunter puts visuals and stuff in there. That's sheer and utter nonsense with an ampersand we're on Spotify under the same name. You can go listen there. If you've, uh, if you've not already, and we're still working on some other stuff, but, uh, go check us all out. Uh, you know, keep listening share it. If you, uh, if you feel inclined, we, we love that. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, hit the bell, pat your head and rub your belly, do all that sort of stuff <laughs> to, to help us out. Cause we, like we say, we, we just want to do this to make everybody laugh. So if you like it, share it and we'll, uh, Man, we'll just keep growing here, and you know we're thinking about it. Though, if if you would like any kind of uh, any kind of T shirts or anything, we could do a print order. Let us know on there. We'll uh, yeah, we'll get cool. those going. And uh, thank you for all the new new listeners we've had. Last I looked, we were in what was it? Hunter? We were in DC. We were in Texas. We were in Washington State, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee. One of yeah, the Carolinas, wasn't it?
0: We're growing. Let me. I'm. I'm about to pull it up here. I actually had it pulled up earlier. Tennessee, Washington State, Georgia, Texas, D.C., North Carolina, Alabama, and New Jersey.
1: New Jersey. See, that's a new one from just a few days ago. So, yeah, dude, we're uh, we're on there. I say we're on Spotify, but we're also on pretty much any. Just about every every single podcast site now, aren't we? We're,
0: we're definitely on Apple Podcasts, but I don't have the link to it because uh, Anchor has has not given it to me yet. But I have listened to the episodes on Apple Podcast. I found it on there, so we are available on Apple Podcasts. You can just search "Sheer and Utter Nonsense" if you if you prefer Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify continues to be our biggest platform by a large margin at eighty three percent listenership. Through Spotify. Um, But if you prefer Apple Podcasts, we are available on there. I know people who have iPhones may like that because it's proprietary to Apple. But uh, yeah, so we we continue on with Spotify and YouTube as what I believe are the two biggest places. Um, And then uh, hopefully the rest of these will be will be good, too.
1: But yeah, if you're on any of our other uh, other sites that we we stream on there through Anchor. Uh thank you for listening. And if you uh if you like it, stick around and uh come interact with us some. We'll we'll try to try to talk to you. And we're like I said, we're just doing this to make you laugh. So uh let us know what you want to hear about. We'll we'll get on it here. But Hunter, it's been good talking to you, my friend. It's been good talking to you. Good deal, man. Well, we will uh we'll see you all this coming week. See ya. Bye bye.